Hey, bros and brosettes. It's Andrew here with another episode of Brother vs. Brother. Episode 30! Is it? Yeah, this is episode 30, Nicholas. Keep up. Jeez. We made it. Nice guy. To what? We made it to the next one. That's the important part. We, we always make it to something. I'm How you doing, doing well. man? All right. Here we yeah? go. Yeah? You broing out? What? I mean, I'm not a bro. You are a bro. You're on the Bro vs. Bro episode podcast, so you are a bro. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm on the Brother vs. Brother podcast. You're brothering so out. Bro- you ready I'm to bro- 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 out. All right. Before we really dive into this episode, how's our March Madness doing, Nick? The Final Four is this coming weekend, since we are recording yes. on uh, Thursday, April 4th. It'll be, it'll be decided by... The time we, oh no, it'll be the championship game before this, the night this episode comes out, right? Yes, correct. Uh, but neither of us have final four teams left. Cool. So it's decided. It's already decided. Uh, <laughs> so it's decided. Um, Andrew beat me in the first round. Yeah. And then really sucked it up from there. Darn. Uh, so... I won by nine points. Okay, cool, 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 cool. So I think you should uh, order me a pizza. Order you a pizza. All right, you got it. Yeah. I'll order you that pizza. Yeah. We'll let you know, America, what Nick orders. <laughs> I'll take a picture of it. All right, there you go. Yeah, you got anything else to report from Boulder before we dive in? Looking forward to warm weather. Yeah, it's getting nice out there. Hiking. Yeah, it's like been 60, high 50s, 60s. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was great. For a while. It was great on my morning run today. Nice. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, my buddy is coming to visit. Oh, nice. This weekend. Yeah, Russell. So Cool. Cool, cool. Stoked. Stoked, bro. Going to do some spring skiing. Is he going to be your silly shout out this week? No. No? You got one in mind? I don't. (laughs) Okay. Going to wing it, huh? I'm thinking of it. All right, as we go. Well, you got some time. Okay, let's dive into it. Nicholas, when I say mall, what do you think of? What does that mean to you? I mean, it's a meeting place. Our generation, maybe not our whole generation, but the first half of our generation, really, that was like the hangout spot, uh, middle school and high school. So it's a, a gathering place. Okay. All right. I worked at a mall. Did for you? A brief second. A brief, a hot, a hot minute. A hot second. A hot second. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What you? You were at Foot Action, right? Was that it? <laughs> foot Action. Isn't that one of the Champs. stores? Champs. Oh yeah. Oh no, you're right. Foot Action is a store. I don't know if it's in our our local mall, the Dulles Mall. Dulles Town Center. Dulles Town Center. Good little, good little mall. It's got a lot of stores. I remember when it opened up. Yeah. It's an enclosed mall. Some people consider strip malls malls. And, you know, uh, there's a broad definition of what a mall is, but that is an enclosed mall with with two anchor stores. That's how you define a shopping mall. That's how we're going to define a shopping mall on this episode. So, Nicholas, how do you like to shop when you go to the mall if you even shop or do you just gather because um, some people use i feel like 
I always see moms and, and, and different types of people, but moms like doing that whole speed walking thing around the mall. Uh, uh, so they okay, it's not it. like they're shopping. They're just partaking of the facilities. I haven't been to a mall in at least a year. Probably longer. There's no mall near Boulder or Denver? There's, there is a mall okay. nearby. But you don't make it a point to go out there? No, no. Who do you think uses the mall out in Boulder? Probably young kids, right? Probably not. Maybe some young kids go there. But Have you been there or no? I have been there. What's, what's in there? What's, uh, what's the biggest source? Dude, I don't even know. Probably dicks. Yeah, so how do you shop? Uh, I shop... A lot less than I used to. Okay. I've become a lot less consumerist. Um, I don't think I've ordered clothes online in probably six months. Okay. All right. Something to be proud of. And I like to shop at like small local stores. Okay. As hipster as that sounds. Yeah. A little hipstery, but that's okay. That's, you know, you're helping out the community. That's good. Mm Mm-hmm. Are they, mm-hmm. So are these local stores, are they in a strip mall? No, they're, it's like a walk. It's a street of Boulder, Pearl Street. And um, there's like three or four blocks that cars aren't allowed. So, But they're all interconnected, right? Interconnected. Not interconnected. They're all connected, kind of like townhomes. Yes. So yes. I think that technically is a strip mall. If all the buildings are connected. Uh, okay, it's not a strip mall, though. Yeah, well, the reason I ask is because uh, we have a couple of different numbers for how many malls are in the U.S., but we'll get into that later, actually. When you do shop, how do you shop? Which is rare. When you need, At do a, you just go a in? A small local store, yeah. Grab what you need and go? Or do you browse? I guess we're talking about, like, shopping for clothes. Yeah. Yes. I will browse. It's not an immediate because when I I know when I need something and I just go in and I grab it. And if I see something that I like, I'll like take a look at it along the way. But I'm not a browser. Okay, yeah, I'm a browser. You're a browser. That's what malls are built for. I'm a Google Chrome. Google Chrome. What was your favorite? What's your favorite store in the mall? In a mall. In a mall. Probably like the Gap. The Gap Gap has simple, pretty good staples, good design. Yeah. Yeah, or Uniqlo. Uniqlo. Depending on the mall. Good design. Where are they from? Good design, simple. They're Japanese. Japanese, yeah. I like their vending machines in the airports. Uniqlo? Yeah, they have vending machines in the airports. Oh, for like t-shirts and T-shirts and sweaters and stuff. I don't think underwear. Maybe underwear. I didn't didn't really look that closely. Interesting. That's cool. It's a cool concept. Yeah. How do you shop? Where do you shop? Uh, well, I'm in New York, so I don't know if it's if they're all considered strip malls because it's kind of like interspersed. It's not a strip mall, guy. It's a street. I think your your situation is a strip mall because it's just all store by store by store by store. But New York is different because it's like buildings interspersed with residential buildings and and business buildings and shopping buildings so it's pearl street okay so then yeah it's different i didn't know i didn't see any like residential buildings or something like that it's not residential but there's building there's like restaurants there's uh office on top okay maybe the office makes it it's not a strip mall like maybe the office makes it something different but 
I think it would be def- I'm not saying it is a strip mall. I'm just saying I think it would be defined as a strip mall if we're getting personal with it, you know. Technical with Technical, it. but personal too. But Nicholas, can you name the top five malls in the US? Um maybe. No. Okay. Start with number five. Do you know? I'll just name malls and you can tell me if I'm right or wrong. Okay, go. Uh Mall of America. That's one. That's the number Is that one. The number one. Uh, King of Prussia. That's number two. The number two. White Plains. No, 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 not even close. Oh, um, I think you only like know one more mall that might. Tyson's. Tyson's is top fifteen, not top five. There's, it's like the there's got to be one in Southern California. True. No, I don't. I don't know the other ones. Yeah, so there's two in California and one in Florida. The South Coast Plaza. In Costa Mesa, California. The Aventura Mall in Florida is number four. And the Del Amino Fashion Center in Torrance, California is number five. The Fashion Center. Do you know when those opened, Nicholas? No. 1990 for the Mall of America. 1992, Mall of America. 1963, King of Prussia. Um, 1967 for South Coast Plaza. That's number three. 1983 for Aventura. And then the Del Amino Fashion Center, number five, 1961. So Mall of America is the newest one and the largest one. Has a roller coaster. Of those five. Dude, let me read you the description according to... Atlas.com of Mall of America. It sounds pretty awesome. Atlas.com Atlas, of Mall of Sorry, worldatlas.com, not atlas.com. Oh, oh. Worldatlas.com. The Mall of America is the largest mall in the U.S. It was established in 1992. The mall is located in Bloomington, Minnesota. It is owned by Triple Five Group. The mall was opened to public on August 11th, 1992. It is visited by more than 42 million people annually, roughly wow. eight times the population of Minnesota. It permanently employs more than 11,000 people and employs 2,000 people, 2,000 more under contract during peak seasons. The mall houses the world's largest indoor park Nickelodeon universe, an aquarium with 100 sharks and more than 4,500 sea creatures is also a major attraction. It has 520 stores, which generate more than $1.9 billion a year. When was that written? Has to be recent. I don't know. Probably pretty recent, I assume. But wow. Yeah. Aquarium and a theme park and four different, I think it said, not said, but I think I saw four different theaters, movie theaters. Four? Yeah. Hey, it's a big place. You know how many square feet the Mall of America has? Two million? No. Four. What's six zeros? Is that a million? That's a million. Yeah. Four million, eight hundred, seventy thousand. Million. Four million. So almost five million square feet of retail space. That's pretty crazy. But, Nicholas... Before we take our break, do you know the largest mall in the world? And the U.S. did not rank very well here. Dubai. Close. 
No, not that close, actually. The top three are in what country? Top three? Yeah. Saudi Arabia. Nope. Nope. UAE. Nope. It's not Middle Eastern. Oh, uh, China. China, bro. We might have been to this mall, actually. China. In fucking Shanghai? Yeah. No. Uh, New South China Mall in Dongun, China. I don't think we've been there. We were not there. So the top three malls in the in the world are all in China. Okay. Guess how big the biggest one is? Square footage. Five million for Mall of America. Let's say thirty million. Hell, <laughs> way up. Seven million square foot of retail space. Oh, okay. I feel like once you get past four million, dude, that's a lot. That's a lot of. You're adding a lot. But anyways. We're going to take a break with a random thought of this week. Take it away. You got the Yeah. Buying things. Is it useful? On one hand, it stimulates the economy and helps our country grow. On the other, the resources that it takes to get products to you via either going to a mall or buying online is a lot. And I think we said it before in this, not in this episode, but 90% of all clothing that you buy ends up in a, in the dumps within three years. Um, so be less wasteful, buy less stuff. Boom. Thank you, Nicholas, for that random thought of the week. Nicholas. What's good? What do you think of this? On May 25th, 2018, it was announced that Best Buy would be closing its location at the Mall of America. The store will close. The store is already closed. It closed in August of 2018. So in December... Of 2018, Sears also announced it was closing nearly 80 stores nationwide, which included the Mall of America location. What do you think of that? Do you think our malls are dying? I mean, the Nordstrom at Dulles closed. Yeah. That was, I felt like that since we live kind of in an upscale area, that was probably one of the bigger drawers to the mall. <laughs> the drawers. Sorry. The way that people shop now has totally changed. And I think the mall as we know it, knew it, is dead. There's too many, too many shops, you know, there's too many options. And that's not the shopping experience that people want anymore. Yeah. There's an estimated 26 square feet of retail per retail for every person in the U.S. Oh, shit. Compared with compared with 2.5 square foot feet per capita in Europe. Wow, it's quite a quite the difference. Yeah, and roughly 60% of Macy's stores that this is from a 2017 article. Yeah. 60% of Macy's stores that were slated to close are within 10 miles of another Macy's. Ah. So like why are there so many shops? Why are there so many malls? There was just like this explosion in the what 60s 70s 80s yeah of consumerism and a ton of these malls got built i think how many malls are in 
America now? So uh, Statista, um, which is a statistics website, um, it, I guess it depends on the definition of a mall, but they say that there's 116,000 malls still open right now, which means, you know, strip malls, little dinky malls, whatever. But um, of the but encyclopedia.com says that there's 47,000 like actual uh, large retail malls left. And a thousand and eleven thousand of those are categorized as like large regional malls. Okay, and that's what we're talking about. Yeah, so that's that's like Tyson's. That's probably okay. It's so, the Mall of America. That's things like that. But don't like bring in strip malls. I'm just saying that's part. Everything. It's part of the conversation. It's not. It's not. Not the conversation. That it we're has trying to, to be. Have, okay. Is the large regional mall is is dying. There's a retail the apocalypse. Mall. Yes, that's what we're talking about. Do you think it's dying? I think it's dying. You know what I missed a lot? What? The Rainforest Cafe. <laughs> okay. I love the Rainforest Cafe, and that was in Tyson's Corner, and I feel like that died a long time ago. But That was long ago. Yeah, that was a long time ago. But I feel but like... How many times did you go to Rainforest Cafe? Three? Yeah, but every all those three times were freaking amazing. Were memorable? Were the greatest. Uh, clearly, I've, I feel very... Uh, enamored by it but you know sad to see it go but yeah the mall the mall uh the regional mall like tyson's is uh it's a tough one it's uh to see it go to i feel like for to see those things go so dulles is struggling i'm sure i haven't been to i i i guess we went to tyson's okay i will stand corrected i've been to a mall within the past year. Yeah. Cause we went to Tyson's in like June just to have dinner with dad. And they have a lot of dinner options there. They do, but they're like, they are a class a mall with lots of high fashion. Um, and it's, they also have two different malls. So Tyson's one and Tyson's two. Correct. But I, I think they're kind of categorized as one, I would assume. Uh, probably. Yeah. Okay. So they're a weird mall. There, there are lots of upscale shops in, the, I think the mall is catered to an upscale audience. And so that's considered a class A mall, whereas like class B and class C malls, yeah. um, don't have those high end stores. They like Sears, JCPenney are there. Anchor stores. Kmart. I don't think at Tyson's there was like a Sears ever. Maybe a while ago. I don't remember a Sears. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember all the stores. But usually those big uh, department stores are what make these malls, though. That's kind of like the anchor that they build off of. So And, and, and Macy's and, and Nordstrom are really struggling these days. And, and it's just, it's tough to, I just bought a suit from Nordstrom, I think. So it was, oh. uh, yeah, Zoot nice suit. suit. Yeah, they got, they got great departments, but it's hard to keep up with demand, I'm sure. I went to the, um, the Macy's in New York, which is like, 
18 the biggest the, it's like 12 different levels of stuff uh-huh. and it's pretty incredible but but it's just it i could see i could see it being being tough to really cater to an audience and it's confusing sometimes you don't always know if you don't know what you're looking for necessarily it's hard to find it i'm it's sure just too much yeah but why do you think the mall became so popular in the first place because there's a gathering place. Yeah. I don't think our parents had the brands. Like, you know, brands kind of came to being during our early development stages. I feel like they kind of, I mean, there was always brands, yes. But like huge. It exploded with, with the mall. Yeah. As the mall exploded, so did these brands. Yeah. They could get into wider audiences, whereas like Gap used to just be in San Francisco, yes. and then they built out from there, yeah. probably with the mall. Okay, so so there's there's just the growth of brands necessarily. So Old Navy is a big mall one. I feel like they they do pretty well. Mm-hmm. The the cheaper stuff, which allows you to kind of select, go through and select a couple different options, but without having to pay too much because. I, th- I feel like now the mall experience is you go and you spend a day or a couple hours there and you find things that you want. So at least when I go with Devorah, that's, that's like we browse a little bit. I don't like that, but um, she browses a little bit and tries things on and then she'll she'll buy two pieces of the 10 pieces that she tried on and everything like that. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a, different experience because we're moving towards a, a an internet age where you can get anything you need and we were in it we've been in it yeah yeah but i'm saying it there's the mall still has value to it it's just it's just um i mean that's what happened to like i feel like that's what happened to borders where the mall is a place for you to go in and see what you want Brett maybe browse for an hour and then you go mm-hmm. home and order it for a lot cheaper online. Yeah. So I think, yes, in that regard, the mall is just dying. But there's like, there's a revitalization. I think that is happening. Um, where I think we haven't reached that point. It's, yet. it's the beginnings of it. Like universities are moving into malls. Data centers are moving into malls. Um, cause it's such a large, large building once it is totally done, yeah. you know, or dead. Yeah. It's such a large building and you can house a lot of stuff in there and, and for sure, like make it a business center. And I think that's the way a lot of malls are leaning and will lean. They're converting. Um, yeah. Yeah. It needs to like focus on the. So, you, so you're saying that that brick and mortar is is losing losing steam, and and it doesn't make sense anymore to have a retail no. store. No, I'm not saying that. Um, large box brick and mortar, Macy's, Sears, J.C. that is dying. Yeah, a lot of brick and mortar in, like, say, a Boulder, is. Are, they're successful because they have an online presence, but then they have a presence um, where, or a physical location where you can go in, return, try things on, 
like um, Warby Parker has opened, they started online, but they've opened so many retail locations around America that it has helped them get a, a wider audience, but it makes it more just as convenient, you know, like sometimes shipping shipping something back is way less convenient than just going into the store and, and returning it. Yeah. If there's a location near you, you know? Yep. Yeah, yeah. So having both an online and a physical presence uh, is is the ideal the ideal world. Yeah, you know? the ideal yeah. retail situation. Cause, yeah, because you have to create a curated space for your brand to live, and, and I guess we're talking mostly clothing. Yeah. Um, for your brand to live and that physical location really helps with that as does like a social presence and online presence, obviously. Yeah, for sure. It, it, it's clear that retail is, uh, is suffering a lot, but I think you're right in that a lot of stores, the, the successful ones are able to adapt to the online the online marketplace that's that's continually growing and evolving to really um, cater to people's needs. Because, you know, when the mall came to being, we didn't have uh, a computer in our pocket where we could ship things directly to our door uh, within a couple hours at, at, at least, you know, and, and, and it's, uh, it's a changing world. And, and, and so Nick, so how how do you think the mall can really advert this kind of retail apocalypse? I mean, they have a huge retail space, so if they want to continue as malls, how do they how do they do that? Um, it needs to be very curated, like a mall in. So you're um, saying malls now aren't curated? No, because you can you're going to find a Dick's or a Macy's. In every single mall. Huge department stores, yeah. Depart, yeah. And so it needs to be more curated. The say, the shops that you see at Tyson's, yes, there'll be a lot of similar shops like the typical mall shops, but you also need to have different shops from, from a, a mall that you'd see in Tyson's to the mall that you'd see in Boulder. Okay. Or out between Boulder Denver. So a collaborative experience between all the brands. So so well I kinda like I think uh you know who's actually pretty successful uh in that way is Urban Outfitters. Cause not because every store yeah. is a little different. You know, you get the same you get the same overall experience when you walk into one and, you know, they also stand alone in different stores, but they also have a lot of stores in malls mm -hmm. that I've been mm -hmm. to and, and, and they do a good job because every store is kind of it's more of a franchise experience. I guess it's, it's definitely not a franchise, but it, it, it's different. Everywhere. It's a different experience. Every different every mm -hmm. urban outfitter store mm -hmm. you go into and, and they're always totally. looking for that cool, that cool clicky thing that's going to happen next or mm -hmm. you know they even subvert that by going grungier or whatever whatever the counterculture thing is yeah so i think they do a really good job for sure damn i haven't been in urban outfitters in a long time 
That's a cool shop. Devorah and I used to go in and get our picture taken because uh, the one in D.C. in Georgetown has like a, a fun photo, a photo booth. booth. Yeah, that's the only nice. reason we go in. I've no, I don't think I've ever really bought anything at Urban Outfitters. Really? Yeah. I used to shop a lot at Urban Outfitters. Besides the photo, oh, of course you would. But what is that supposed to mean? Means you're such a hipster, bruh, with your mustache and your weird cut up jeans that you buy cut up. That's one thing I don't like. I've, I don't appreciate about okay. retail. None of my jeans have cuts in them that you didn't uh, put there. They don't have them at all. Huh? I've only bought one pair of distressed jeans and, ever, and I'll never and, let you forget it. <laughs> and uh, just never wore them. So fair. So yeah, that's the. That's the the typical mall experience is changing. I don't know if it's forcefully or, uh, uh, or they're they're just trying to you know change it up for their customer, but, uh, but yeah, the, the I think the consensus is that the retail mall is dying, right? Yeah, and so how how do they trying to find ways to to pay the rent, you know, and so. They're converting to medical centers, uh, walk-in clinics in malls rose 15% from 2011 to 2016. Yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty smart, so, I think. Like making shifts, changes, uh, you got to do it to survive. And um, even like the, the whole dining experience at a mall, food courts are closing. Um, so catering more to what customers want. I mean, it's, it's expensive. They should to put food trucks inside the mall. Food malls, food truck malls. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, it, it's a, uh, it's a tough thing that they need to retail stores. A lot have, uh, you know, moved to that online space, but yeah, I think you're right that, that they need to create some kind of, uh, um, some kind of experience that isn't just browsing anymore because I don't think they can get away with that. I mean, oh. I'm sure they can, but once a Nordstrom or a Macy's shuts down or a Best Buy in the mall kind of shuts down, it, it uh, it's uh, it's a tough, it's a tough bounce back. I feel like for the other stores, but I think that makes sense where they should do they should do other services, so like a medical center where you could be waiting for some test results or something and you walk around and browse you know shopping or whatever so i think you said browsing doesn't work but i'm saying if you're captivated there you're you're gonna browse you're not gonna be you're not gonna be sitting there unless you know but that's what a lot of something crazy happens that's sort how a lot of shopping happens. It's just like browsing, and then I I would argue that probably twenty percent of sales come from just oh you're walking around and then you see something that catches your browsing, eye. Browsing, yeah. I've 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 bought things like that before where I've gone in to really I've, I've needed a pair of jeans, so I go in to look at the jeans, and then I'll buy like a shirt or something that mm-hmm. goes with it. So. It's uh, the problem is I think they have to get people into the mall to do that, and 
I, I don't think uh, I, 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 I bought most of my jeans online now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what we're going to talk about in part two of next week's Brother vs. Brother. That's right. This is an official two-parter. Our first one. Yay, two parts. But you know what time it is now. Hammer time. No. Next silly shout out. Yeah. So my shout out for the week is going to Petagonia. Uh, They've just stated that they will no longer um, sell or merchandise to financial firms. So having co-branded these vests, essentially, um, they will stop selling to those companies as well as uh, oil and gas companies, um, some religious um, affiliations and food groups and some politically political affiliated companies and groups uh, financial institutions and more. Thank you for that one. That one's a good, that was a good one, Nick. I like that one. Appreciate it, bro. Yeah. They're just trying to, um, kind of their new mission statement is we're in the business to save our home planet. And, um, they don't want to market to these companies that they deem ecologically, ecologically damaging. Great. Good, good, silly shout out, Nick. That wasn't, that wasn't that silly. Good job. Thanks, dude. So that's it for this week's episode. We will continue this story in part two. I don't get why I always have to be like well, the silly one. The silly shout outs. Because your shout outs are stupid all the time. That one was like your first, that was like one of. That, that's rude. The few that were good and smart and well thought out. False. Uh, We'll see you next week, everybody, in part two.